welcome to the There It Is podcast and a special bonus episode. Bonus! I'm your host, Jason Farr. You can listen to regular episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can always go to thereitispod.com and read up on old episodes and other info we have and just the podcast in general. Thanks so much for being here for this bonus episode, as promised. This is a chat that I had with last week's guest, Vanna Dabney, and we just got into such an expansive and great discussion that I thought I would cut it out of that interview and make it a bonus episode. We talk about women in comedy, what women face, and it's a good chat. It's a good discussion. We don't solve anything, but I think growth comes from having good discourse. We start by talking about Reductress, so here we are. Here's that chat. Reductress. Um, writers are solid. They all, and they always have something cool going on. Um, yeah. So obviously doing comedy, but like it could be stand up or writing for shows. Like it's it's really cool. So I'm yeah. excited to see where that goes more. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, don't know, I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely the time to start seeing this sort of shift where we're seeing more so, women in such a big way doing comedy because women have been around in comedy for decades and decades. I mean, this is women were back uh, in the vaudeville days, you know, and some people it's, that's why it was so weird to me when I would hear someone 10 years ago, even say like, Oh, women aren't funny. And it's like, what decade are you living in? (laughs) Because women have been doing comedy for so, so, so many years. No, I just, I, it's, impossible to understand when people say that you know it's i don't know it's right that's what, yeah i don't know i mean i'm i'm certainly aware that there's a boys club and that even in those right. vaudeville days there were more men than women that you hear about from that era but i mean it's just not it shouldn't be news that women are funny no, <laughs> but, no uh, i know and we have so much like material i think that's what reductress is really great at too is so much material to go from like there's so mm-hmm. much already there you can just like it's not how much you'd be like oh i just read this and then it spurred like, five ideas of the because we are we were and are like a minority in comedy for a while now we can just work with that and just make fun right. of how much there is but um but i think it's it yeah i think it took a while probably I mean, at least for me as a woman like to be i hate saying like as a woman but just being like as confident as maybe at starting this, you know what I mean? I think it took a little bit more to be like, I just, cause it's not as, I don't know. It wasn't as encouraged to a lot of women around me at, like in South Carolina or, you know, even like throughout my journey to be like, until you come to LA and you're like, Oh, there's plenty of women and it's fine. But just before you didn't see it as much or. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was my experience, uh, coming from South Carolina to here. I mean, there, there yeah. are a good bit of women who are performing in, uh, alchemy comedy, old improv theater that I was in. However, um, you know, doing straight stand-up, I mean, it is like yeah, the male-to-female ratio is probably even still like 20 to 1 or something like yeah, that. Still yeah, even in – but I think that's kind of – it's also a cool feeling to be like, I'm going to still do it and be just as – I don't know. In the beginning, I was like, I just want to you know, just be as good as they are or mm-hmm. I don't know and not – something about the underdog feeling could also be good. I don't know. It was also, it, think, it was a weird, yeah. it was a weird combination of being like, I'm scared and have a lot of self doubt because this is not a thing that I'm used to doing and pushing myself to do. And there's not many women. And then it's also like, no, but I want to show them like some days and you just want to like be just as good as them and not be, I was big on to 
which I'm trying to get over now of being like not feeling like I have to talk about stuff that are strictly to, toward women. You know what I mean? Like it has mm-hmm. to be something I wanted. That's why I love Seinfeld. That he was never like you could listen to his jokes and not know, and you still don't know much about him or need to really yeah. curse. You know, so mm-hmm. that was kind of my goal was to not talk about as much when I first started, like dating or this, and like just general stuff that I had yeah. heard. But not yeah. that that's amazing, like it's amazing topics, but I was trying to challenge myself at first. And now I kind of go back into that. Like now I'm talking about more of so that stuff and like finding my voice. So I don't, I just, I knew that for me personally, I wouldn't have anything new to say at the moment. But mm-hmm. as I develop and have more of a, a new, like a, a new voice about it or like a new, outlook on it that's what i kind of wanted i just didn't want to i don't know so that was just my experience yeah yeah i think um you know we're just in a great time right now when it comes to the work that's coming out because we are seeing a lot of uh more well like just the fact that something like reductress it exists Mm -hmm. uh as this outlet that is created by women and really in a big powerhouse way is a voice for women. But as you also mentioned, like the underdog thing, I think there was, I think people like to see uh, people who have been subjugated, turn it around and start to get stature. And, and I think that's really a, a, a exciting thing that is also being attached to this and then also just like if a guy is going up talking about guy stuff on stage and then it's it's mostly guys on that stage then you're gonna get a lot of like just the male perspective but if a woman gets up there now you have the whole other half of the audience who can relate and so there's this new thing and then for me like i remember when i saw um uh amy schumer's movie uh are, there are some jokes in there where I was like, yeah, it's not a joke I would have thought of because I've never had that experience because I'm a yeah. man. And exactly. it was like new and fresh and interesting, you know? And, um, you know, it's just, it's great. It's great all around for everybody I to just, me. No, it's, yeah, she's great at, at doing that. There's so many great female comedians who, I hate separating into that, but like we're talking about that, but. Yeah, who, I totally get it bring that perspective and it's it's so, and you realize like it's, it's so exciting when you see someone in, like a woman in the audience being like yeah i get it and then you're like oh cool like things like it's just um and the, and men getting it too but more like you're just more like value that a woman who's like feels like someone you know understands her or is like talking about stuff that she deals with you know even if it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable like i think comedians that's their our jobs or their jobs to be to talk about uncomfortable things that are like no one really wants to talk about, but, mm-hmm. and to bring it up and feeling like that, I'm trying to go from a place of like, of, I've, I forgot who said that, but I've, I've been holding on to it, like of connection versus like validation. So like mm. trying to get, you know, like some connection with the audience versus like, oh, I had to get laughs. Or I didn't get laughs or like, but trying to see if there was any truth there. Cause sometimes, I mean, a lot of amazing comedians do both. Obviously like I, George Carlin was a big person I loved in, yeah. He had was a, amazing. Had a lot of applause breaks. Yes, and but he also had a lot of like a just silence when he was building up, and he had so much confidence in those in that, like okay, stay with me. But he had no trouble knowing that people would stay mm-hmm. with him and for ten minutes, and then until he gets till like the end, and you're like, fuck, this is amazing. Like, but he's a philosopher too, you know. So 
I was just basically, yeah, just the idea of like he really connected and, and, and went past, I think, just comedy in that way. I mean, so many comedians do, but he was one I just, I really looked up to, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. There's so many great female comedians right now, and especially what's going on with all these, uh, like, sexual misconduct things coming to light and allegations. So it's, it's a whole new level of, like, holding, fully embracing the power and being listened to. Mm-hmm. And it's just to see what's going to happen. Like, I was talking to a friend of, like, what's going to happen with, I don't know, just in general with comedy, with TV, like, what's the landscape going to look like? Is it going to be less male-oriented shows, or is there, I don't know, if that's going to change, or it's... Well, it should at least go to 50-50, right? Maybe it'll push it to that, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's ever going to be, like, super decreased, but it's just a really weird time. Yeah, you know, a lot of people will bring up the when will the comedy bubble burst, and it seems like it's yeah. bursting through misconduct. You know, yeah. it's, it's, exactly. things aren't yeah. going to change because the bubble burst and people stopped receiving comedy. It's just that Louis C.K. isn't going to be making comedy for a little bit. Yeah. And then exactly. some other people, or, or like I read Lori Kilmartin's piece, and she was no. saying that she got a couple of text messages and said, that said, this person and this person are next. Yeah, I in mean, comedy. Just, yeah, um, and I think that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, Lori is amazing. Um, yeah, she writes she, at Conan. She right? does. Yeah. So it, yeah, and she's been a very big, like a uh, I don't know, just a badass and like a very big role model for me too, and really encouraging. Um, so it's nice to see her speak out. I think she's just one of the best comedians out there in general. Mm-hmm. Like I man, woman, whatever. Like she's yeah. just a badass. So yeah. um, to see her and her dedication and her point of view coming so clearly, like there's no one has that point of view. Like she's doing a lot with obviously like having kids as a, you know, a single mom and it's mm-hmm. so honest and great. So I feel like it's nice to have that side versus, you know, Louie talking about his kids all the time, but she's, you know, doing it from her point of view and right. being the strongest woman. So it's, I don't know. I'm hoping that that just, you know, more, more comes to the surface maybe i don't know it's just it's a weird conflicting thing because you don't want to be like this person is overall evil but it's but i mean it's definitely a responsibility thing and having to change that conversation hopefully it'll change a little bit of the the atmosphere of comedy clubs and you know making it feel more comfortable for women too oh yeah i think think that's of, of pe- women just being scared of being like, well, I don't want to not get booked, so I'm just not going to say anything, and that's right. really Or I, like Lori Kilmartin was mentioning, was like avoiding a club because the club owner was a predator, you know, or, yeah. or weird or, some, or something like that. And yeah. I think that's, you know, one of the things that is like, I, w- I will say bittersweet about this is that uh, people realizing that women are normal. And I say bittersweet because I'm glad that people are starting to realize that or treat women just like normal. But it's just, it's 2017. It's the end of 2017. And now we're starting to treat women like they're normal. Like that's such a like heartbreaking realization. um, I know. With this whole greatness that things are changing for women in a positive way. But still like what the hell did it? Why did it take so long? Yeah, I know. It's really mind-blowing. But, I mean, the only thing I can, like, I, I, yeah, it's been hard to read about this stuff and 
Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't play. This has been so many years, and that it's you know '90s and eight. I mean, longer than that. But these particular guys, especially, and it's yeah. nuts. I mean, all I can do is be like, I'm glad it's happening now. At least, but it's because otherwise, it's, it's nuts that it hasn't happened before. Yeah. But um, it's. I think yeah, it's it's a star world. I think it's a lot of. I mean, with I don't know what's going on in politics. So I think a lot of people are ready to take down anything that was hateful or anything that you know must like in sexual allegations all that stuff it just i don't know maybe it just come the trickle down effect of like wanting to act out and do something and actually say how you feel and feel confident and be like fuck it i'm just gonna i have to like say what happened instead of because before i think it was staying in this very normal bubble or being like well i don't want to like rock the boat but now there's like the boat is already a mess like in our country so it's like let's just I think it might, hopefully, I don't know if that's at all the reason, but that's kind of a theory I've been thinking about of just being like, because there's been so much of a shakedown and like a, of movement lately. So it's like, I think we're all just any, we're calling out anything. I hope, I'm hoping and I hope it continues. Uh, yeah. That's the thing I've been saying. Cause there, there have been the comments that people will make about, um, I, they're responding to sexual harassment. And so they're saying, trying to be positive towards women but uh like i think what was it some guy some producer said something stupid in reference to a, a tweet that a couple people put out he i think specifically referenced conan's tweet of ready for the all female reboot of america and then yeah. this idiot yeah. says like calls it reverse sexism and you know there yeah. is a valid discussion to have with saying because uh, I remember when, ironically, Louis C.K. was saying he wanted Hillary to be president because women get stuff done and mom, she's a mom and moms get stuff done. And I read right. a piece that said that sort of virtue, sort of like all women are perfect, is not the kind of feminism we need. And I think there's, that there's a valid discussion in having that because we are also hearing situations where like what was it? Bayou Phillips was just accused yeah, of homophobia, you know. Yeah. So there is a valid discussion here of not only saying like uh, the let's get the all female reboot of America. That's just saying like that's a reference to Ghostbusters and how mad people got about it, you know. Like that's a joke. But yeah. let's have a real discussion of, about how things can change, and it really is. It's has nothing to do with liberal versus conservative or man versus woman. It's really just person to person at this point because the homophobia needs to end in the industry and in our country. The racism needs to end all the stuff, like everything, everything needs to like get torn down and burned to the ground. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I I'm hoping there's a long way to go, but it's, it's a start. It's saying things that haven't been said before. Yeah. And people being taken and women taken taken seriously. And mm-hmm. but I think yeah, also just part of it, just women being seen as like, yeah, as like as as normal people and being like we like this happens to us and we you know and we all but we also like make mistakes and not idealizing like women are you know like the way you were just it happens on both ends. Um, I can't I couldn't I couldn't that was a tough article to read too about. Um, Bayou Phillips, you know, doing that to him, but yeah, I think it came from a place of of pain because it's just a it's a tough su- situation where she's in and like Danny Masterson being accused, and so it's a lot. So I oh, know yeah. I oh well, yeah another thing. Um, yeah. 
you know, <laughs> was, that's that whole reading. And it, I was like, oh my God, all the rot, you know, like this, it's pretty deep and it's yeah. pretty wide in how things are rotten. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think what you pointed out about Danny Masterson has been accused of four different, uh, he has the four different accusations of rape, yeah. but yeah. beyond that, apparently the DA has a, there's a strong case. There's a, all this evidence and it's people aren't going forward with it because of potentially, supposedly some pressure from Scientology to not yeah. address it. Yeah. And, um, I think what people can forget when they hear that someone did something wrong is that that person is still a human and there's still humans around them that are hurt. And there has to be, we need to find the most positive way forward. Um, And there's a discussion we need to have about that. But I did just read something really great that uh, it was a, I can't remember if it was the Hollywood reporter or deadline or what, but uh, it was Judd Apatow talking about what can be done in the industry to change things. And he was saying, let's start with the predatory behavior where people are getting raped, like this criminal behavior. Let's Mm -hmm. deal with that. And we're going to have to have these discussions that that there's always going to maybe be debate about with, you know, some of these other things that aren't criminal acts uh, later on. But yeah, we need to start, we need to think about, a lot of things right now because people are already saying, well, Louie's going to come back in a year with a special and everyone's yeah. going to, it's going to be all forgiven. Yeah, people will be like, oh, he's yeah, brave and he's back and forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping at the hierarchy of, of, I think sexual assault is at the top or criminal behavior. Yeah. And then hopefully ugh, I get that gets, you know, all taken to hopefully the there's a the justice system of, there. Yeah. Yeah. I would you hope know? so. I, I really, cause there's enough, mm-hmm. I, be taken down and then obviously that leads to I don't know just the strength of of being heard and hopefully that eventually trickles down to 50% and like having women more in and everything but in feeling I think getting that voice is a huge like step in the direction of equality absolutely Um, because I I doubt I mean if anything happened to well I mean maybe men are coming forward too but I think if anything like criminal happened to men I'm hoping that they would have (laughs) <laughs> like felt like they could say it, but women, yeah, had a trouble because their career, like it's really tough when you're like, you're already an underdog and then you have to report someone or, and, and it's like, no, I just, I, it's just, no wonder they kept quiet. And like, I, it sucks that they had to hold on to that and it had to mess with their career oh, at all. It's, and it stays with you, you know, like that's the stuff yeah. that, um, I know it's always going to be with them, even though they're having a moment where they can actually say what's going on. It's still Mm -hmm. damage is done, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, because of all the, like the way that they were treated in the aftermath, especially, you know, so it's, you know, again, we have to deal with the criminal acts and get that sort of stuff rooted out of our society and as as much as we possibly can, but there certainly shouldn't be people of power able to right. know, perpetrate what Harvey Weinstein was doing. But you know, we can have the discussion about whether or not Mel Gibson should be in movies later. You know? Oh, I know that's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like yeah, it's like putting it really going into the hierarchy and being like, hey, we have no. Well, next we'll do Mel Gibson, and next we'll do that. Like get right, in line. Right. 
you know, we all the, I mean, yeah, that it's nuts too, that he's <laughs> still around and like, there's no, you know, I, stuff. that's where I kind of come from of like, well, people are humans. So what is the most human response I can have to Mel Gibson being in a movie again? And I don't know. I when I moved up here, like my next into this current apartment, person next door to me, big old racist, oh, okay. like says Perfect. the worst things, gets drunk and just screams stuff out in the street. You know, just like the worst sort yeah. of situation. You know, and that's right next door. And then somebody told me she was a nurse. So oh, then God. I right. Oh God. But then in that moment, I remembered. Oh right, she's a human. She still has to have a job. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe it's a weird job for her to be like in <laughs> where she's caring for people. Yeah. But if she's not doing that stuff at work, I don't know what they could do necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's still a human. She still should be able to make a living for herself. So that's where I come to. Like, okay, well, let's say some celebrity says something awful or a few awful things, like Mel Gibson did. What's the next thing that should happen? You know, like it can't just be public scrutiny because it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like he got publicly scrutinized, yeah, and now do. people are still scrutinizing him for existing. Yeah, you know? He's still around. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. It's tough. But it's a public figure. You know, like like your mm -hmm. neighbor. Like she's not. It's she's being hateful to people around her. But she, I, I mean, it sucks. She's not in the public eye line of. But with yeah, with Mel, it's tough because you're it's. I don't yeah. What is it? What you worry I, about the message it sends? Yeah, but then I mean, also I, like, I, what I personally have trouble hiring someone who had that when there's just as many gifted, amazing actors out there that you, oh, you yeah. know it's not, not ideal to like. I'm gonna work with this guy, but <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's a whole new world of like of separating. But also the people who are actors and who are famous are not, they're not necessarily there because they're role models for healthy people necessarily. Like they're, st they're still just <laughs> flawed human beings who are probably, you know. So, yeah, I mean, would you say like, oh, he doesn't need to, or like, sh I mean, that he does need to work in a way and then, but also we need to hold him accountable for that? Are you saying like, or I'm should saying, we, how do See, that's the thing. I think that's the discussion that we have to have. But right now, there's a better discussion to have <laughs> about know, like the sorry. criminal activity. But yeah, I, I feel like you know, if somebody, I guess it's just like wanting to give grace and wanting to give people a second chance, but also wanting to see people grow and progress. So I'd like to see if someone does something like what he did have not just an apology, like, listen, anyone can write an apology, but actually seem to have growth. Like, you know, right. he should actually be in some kind of therapy. And it's not yeah. our business, like the ins and outs of that therapy, but I just mean I'd like to see him rehabilitate in a genuine way because that hate is bad for him. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, yes, it impacts other people, who looked up to him and admired him or whatever, but that hate is awful for him to have inside of him. And and that's yeah. the sort of stuff that I want to see get worked out of somebody so they're not that way anymore. And once that's happened, who's to say he shouldn't be able to work? Right. 
you know, it just has like a personal responsibility to figure this out and to do the work himself. If he's Mm going to be a public figure, you know, it's exactly the responsibility of, yeah, choosing that lifestyle to be, or choosing to, I mean, not choosing, but like working your butt off to be famous and an actor, you have to have some sort of, I don't know, a respectful manner. Like you just have to not be, Dirtbags. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a responsibility that comes with that, that sort of level of being a public figure. And I think uh, I feel kind of like a lot of the problems with our justice system, particularly the prison system, are playing out socially the way people seek justice. Because uh, when someone can go to jail, they do their time in jail, right? And they get out and they want a job and then people won't give them a job because they went to jail. And, uh, and so then they end up going right back to jail because they just fell back into a life of crime. So you could put some food in their stomach. They're comfortable. Yeah. Right. And so there's a stigma that is attached to an ex con and they can't really rehabilitate in society because of the way people treat them. And Mm -hmm. it's the same when, it's done in a much smaller, different way, but it's the social way that people do the same when someone says, a public figure says something awful, they just have a stigma on them for the rest of their life, no matter what they do, even if they serve their time. Right. And so that's when it's kind of like, well, what's the healthiest way for us as a society to handle this sort of stuff moving forward? Because, I mean, my mom taught in a prison, in prison so that you know people could get their... GED so that when they got out, they could get a real job, right? Yeah. But there's so many people fighting against that. And, um, you know, it's and that's something I see playing out here, too. If somebody grows, then people don't want to give them that credit. They still just want to hold them to the mistake that they made. And I've only seen that with like one celebrity. Most of the other celebrities don't seem to actually show any growth. But then you have the people like Chris Brown who are still constantly working and no one has a problem with it. And no, he clearly hasn't grown. So forgiven because of, of their art. I mean, I think that's what it, it's, and that's the same thing with Woody Allen. People have been having trouble with and like, oh, can I enjoy the movies? And like, how can you separate? And it's, it's so excusable because they're, they're uh, talented and artistic and have created these, these great things and brought them to life. Um, but it's and people tend to forget and want to forget. They don't want to deal with like I mean, that. That was tough. I mean, Woody Allen's always had that stigma kind of around him, but it's gotten worse over the years. So it's been harder because that was he's such a big comedy influence and amazing. I don't know. He just is a revolutionary in that way of like of, of his movies and everything. And then now it's just now I, I can't even. It's been it's been so severe where you're like I can't even <laughs> like like his stuff anymore. Yeah. And. But for some, most people, it doesn't get to that. Like it's very forgiven, and publicists are really great at like like burying that stuff too, and or just having people move on and have a the rise from the phoenix kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's so it's it's tough when you have a whole like when you have a whole team and when you have a whole um uh, like a series of, of work behind you and series of, of of great movies or great songs, and it's much harder to like to uh, let that. Just to, I don't know, just to like let that um, that person be a, a demon their, their whole life, you know. Like, mm-hmm. but that's what's interesting to see about Louis, what will happen there, and and that question of yeah, which which is right. But it's it's so much easier for people with prisoners, like who you 
who you know don't have a lot of status in the world have just got a prison that's so much easier to say oh well like that's who they are and with with the artists and who are in the yeah the public eye, it's very different because you're like oh i feel like i know this whole person and i feel like i know yeah. that they're t- so it's not like you can just put them in a box and say they're bad and i'm, I'm never gonna listen to them again or give them a second chance you know especially when it hasn't happened, like you, you're like, Oh, it's devastating to happen to these people. And then it didn't happen to you. So you kind of like, well, I mean, maybe in the future, you know? Right. So it's a weird world. We'll see if that changes, but I don't know that it will. And like, I don't know the answer to that. It's not like an easy, cause these people aren't, it's, no one's all evil or I don't know. I think it's all comes from a place of huge hurt. Um, I would hope it came from not just from being a sociopathic or wanting to hurt someone. So yeah, it, it's, Thing to see, it's yeah, and I I wish normal like regular people who would committed crimes or made mistakes would have that type of forgiveness from other people too. But um, we'll see what happens with these guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And, so. We got to root out the bad, and I think that's not only the bad behavior, but the bad that's in us. I think all of us can re-examine and reassess, like. Yeah. The way we handle things so that we can yeah, just exactly. yeah, it's, completely grow. Yeah. Well, there it is, folks. That was Vanna Dabney speaking with me about all of the stuff you just heard. I don't need to reiterate it. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate her having that discussion with me. I want to say thank you again for her being open enough to have that discussion. And I hope people have better discussions i don't think right now in our society we're great at having good discussions so let's get there new episode tomorrow until next time be good to each other